the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I'm sure you heard the phrase at some point, you can't go home again. You may know that was a book by Thomas Wolfe. It was published 80 years ago or so. Uh, The underlying message of the title is that once you grow up, once you leave where you're from, get separated from the values and things that you were raised with, you become a different person, and those things don't resonate with you anymore. I personally don't find that to be true, and last night it was brought back home to me, and I think it would be instructive for all of us uh, in this country, particularly who come from rural America, to endeavor to go home again, if not physically, then emotionally, psychologically, get in touch with where we came from and what made us at our root level who we are. I'll attempt to build that out for you here in the first segment of the Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Thanks so much. You can join the conversation, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. You can reach me by email, bruce at 989theanswer. And if you have to leave the physical radio you happen to be listening to right now, well, you Got a radio in your pocket with your phone, iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. You can download our app, search 989-FM, the answer. I drove about 100 miles last night, actually yesterday afternoon, after the show, because I had the honor of speaking at a high school sports banquet commemorating a team's outstanding season, a team that finished second in the state in its uh, respective sport. And... The journey took me over near the Indiana border, and so after I got off the interstate and wound my way through uh, rural Ohio, uh, it was uh, fun to flash back to, hey, this looks like an area that I came from. It was an area I'd never been to before, but as I interacted with the people, I realized they were a lot like the people that I know from my hometown. And we can get caught up in our bubble. We can get caught up in our conversations and things like that that rage and go on. And if you don't, from time to time, pause, step back, take a look at where you are, you can get lost. (laughs) You can get lost. You can get separated from your center. And momentum can take you someplace that I don't think if you really did step away, pause, or if You think collectively of our national conversation if we stopped and said, we're doing what now? What are are we doing? We're letting teachers talk about their personal sexual preferences 
and sex lives to first, second, and third graders. We're letting that happen. We're demonizing the founding of our country with academic, supposedly, academic teachings in critical race theory. We are allowing biological men, and you know what? Let's just say it. Optical men. What do I mean by an optical man? You look at Leah Thomas standing on the starting blocks at an NCAA swimming championship race, and you know that is a man. Oh, sure, he has a female-style swimsuit on. He is surrounded by female swimmers, but that is a man. That's an optical man. See the Adam's apple? See the big limbs relative to the other girls around him? That's a man. But you have to step back sometimes and gauge where you are. I had a friend who came over this week and pruned my apple trees. And he'd get in the middle of pruning a tree, and then he'd walk away. And I'm like, are you done? He's like, no, I have to step away and get a bigger perspective. There's a scene in the movie Soul Surfer where Carrie Underwood, playing the part of a teacher, encourages the young girl who has uh, lost her arm in a shark attack that she's got to back away from just saying, I lost my arm, I'm never going to s- compete as a surfer again. You're going to step back and take a longer view. Well, Bethany Hamilton did that, and she now is still a championship surfer with one arm. It's helpful to step back and take a perspective and to take stock of who we are, how we were raised, and I'll repeat the G.K. Chesterton quote. A nation disintegrates when it ceases to recognize things that are obvious. Things that are obvious. Free speech should be an obvious right of an American citizen. Due process should be a basic right of all American citizens. But free speech exists in the United States conditionally. We have conditional free speech. For instance, I'm going to play you a cut, a soundbite, from North Carolina's lieutenant governor. Now, this is not a new audio clip. This is an audio clip from five months ago. It flashed across my recognition last night. And I played it, and I'm like, wow. That's all true. How is that guy still in office? Well, I'll play it for you, an American politician, an elected to public office politician, standing up in a North Carolina church saying this. Here's something else I'm not supposed to say. Ain't but two genders. Two genders. Ain't nothing but men and women. And I can already see WRL out there. They got their licking their pencils around, trying to write fiercely so they can't. Get every word of this here. Get every word of this. You can go to the doctor and get cut up. You can go down to the dress shop and get made up. You can go down there and get drugged up. But at the end of the day, you were just a drugged up, dressed up, made up, cut up, 
man or woman, you ain't changed what God put in you, that DNA. You can't transcend God's creation. I don't care how hard you try. The transgender movement in this country, if there's a movement in this country that is demonic and that is full of anti the spirit of antichrist, it is the transgender movement. It's time for grown-ups and time for Christians to start standing up and being unafraid to tell the truth. Come after me if you want to. I don't care. You want my head? Here it is right here. Come on, come get it. I don't care because it's time for us to stand up. Now, I'm not afraid to stand up and tell the truth about that issue. They're dragging our kids down into the pit of hell, trying to teach them that mess in our schools. Tell you like this, that ain't got no place at no school. Two plus two don't equal transgender. It equals four. We need to get back to teaching them how to read instead of teaching them how to go to hell. Yeah, I said it, and I mean it. Now, that is a shocking, plain-spoken, bold commentary from an elected official in the state of North Carolina five months ago. He is still the North Carolina lieutenant governor. Not because he's insulated, protected by a governor who shares his opinion because in North Carolina, they elect a governor and then they also elect a lieutenant governor. They don't run as running mates. The governor of North Carolina is a Democrat. This gentleman's name is Mark Robinson. He's a Republican. <laughs> Boy, is he ever. And you might be able to tell or surmise or guess from his tone of voice that he is African-American. And that is why he has freedom of speech on this issue. Because my supposition is if he were white, he would not be able to get away with that. But because he said it in a church surrounded by, it appeared to me, other black pastors and black parishioners who agreed, did you hear the approval, of his viewpoint? And it's really hard in North Carolina to get rid of the first black lieutenant governor on the basis of something he said because it will be perceived and the Democrats would certainly fear being seen as targeting him and being labeled racist. So they have a problem in North Carolina is that Mark Robinson is popular. Mark Robinson is plain spoken. Mark Robinson is clearly not afraid. And Mark Robinson is hard to cancel. The rest of us who don't have those protections from cancel culture, there's more cost if you stand up. More risk if you stand up. And so I'm going to be really, 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 really curious to see the response to something that's going to happen Friday in Westerville, where the Ohio High School Athletic Association is holding a seminar on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And there's an official at the OHSAA who thinks this is going to be awesome. And I wonder, in the areas like I was in last night, rural Ohio, are they going to stand for that? In their communities, 
the overwhelming consensus of opinion is they do not want biological boys playing sports against biological girls. Overwhelmingly, that is the opinion in the rural areas. But will they stand up or will they be run over by public opinion from big cities, urban areas, and the woke mob? We'll discuss next on The Bruce Willis Show. So I had called to my attention today an upcoming seminar in Westerville on uh, Friday. And it is a seminar put on by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Now, let me, let me just say, uh, this is not really a sports topic, okay? So if you're like, ah, sports, I'm out of this. No, it's not a sports topic. It's a cultural topic. It's a school topic. And I like a lot of the people. In fact, I can't think of anybody at the OHSAA I don't like. They're all really good people. And they're really caught in a tough spot because here's the deal. They work for the schools, okay? And who do you think has the most influence in the athletic endeavors of the state of Ohio when it comes to schools? Well, it'd be the big schools. <laughs> it'd be the big schools. So the big schools are in urban areas, and I'm sure some of the principals, superintendents, whatever, boards are saying, hey, you know, you guys got to get behind this diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, you work for the membership, and you either decide, I'm quitting because I don't support this, or I guess I have to give the membership something of what it wants. So they're holding this, what they call a DEI summit. Better Together, a summit on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. The OHSAA Committee on Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, and Belonging, like, we didn't hit belonging with diversity, equity, and inclusion? Isn't inclusion belonging? Like, now the DEI nut jobs are offended if you don't add belonging? What else can we add in there? What else can we do to make it more redundant? Diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Okay, whatever. Invites you to join us for the inaugural, and hopefully last, Diversity Summit. Better together. Guess what this says on. Better together. A summit on diversity, inclusion, and equity and belonging. Now, I hope in my heart of hearts, I hope in my heart of hearts, somebody at the OHSAA who recognizes what complete and utter nonsense this is and I say the word nonsense, but it's really not nonsense because nonsense is silly and unco- inconsequential. This is that, but it's very consequential. It's silly, but it's very consequential. It's stupid. It's against the obvious. A nation disintegrates when it ceases to recognize things that are obvious. It's against the obvious. It's against what you absolutely know is truth. It's anti-truth. But I just hold out hope in my heart that somebody at the OHSAA said, hey, When we name this summit, rather than name it Better Together, a summit on diversity, equity, and inclusion, let's do it on, let's do it diversity, inclusion, and equity. So that if they write it out as an acronym, it's D-I-E, die, instead of D-E-I. Bless you. Bless you, rebel at the OHSAA, if you got that done. So they're going to have this summit. And I'm telling you right now, OHSAA, and again, I feel bad for you because you're stuck in this vice of wokeness from the most influential schools and rural schools who want no part of this. Why do they want no part of this? This is because in rural areas, they hate biological boys who may be going through 
confusion about whether they are boys and they want to be girls. It's not that at all. It is not that at all. It is that in the rural areas, that rarely exists, number one. But number two, schools in the rural area know, well, this is a thing in the inner cities. This is a thing in the in the suburbs. This is a thing where in the inner cities, kids have no hope because of democratic policies. And so they gravitate to whatever they think will give them hope, belonging, community, that, and they're, and they're indoctrinated in it by teachers. So you're going to find kids in the inner city, of all colors, by the way. You're the racist if you think I'm talking about black kids. I never said black. You thought it. You're the racist. Inner city kids come in all colors, Joe Biden. And suburban kids who, let's be honest, daddy gives you a BMW when you're 16, you pretty much got life nailed. You got to find something to be unhappy about because teenage angst. So maybe I was born a boy, but I'm really a girl. I mean, you think they're walking around Ukraine right now worried about whether they're born the wrong sex? Uh Uh-uh. They got too many other more important things to worry about. So our incredible prosperity in this country tempts us because a lot of humans, I'm one of them, are created with a contrarian nature. So these people like Ibram Kendi and Ta-Nehisi Coates, that's a lot of the explanation of, well, let's find something. I mean, I'm making like a million dollars a year. I'm speaking like America's been pretty good to me. No, America's not been good to me. My thing will be telling everybody how awful America is, and then they'll pay me to come and tell them how awful America is, and they'll pay me more money. Isn't America a great country? Shh. I'm making my grift off of it being a terrible country. So the rural schools know that if they want to win a state championship, eventually they're going to run into a suburban or inner city school, and they don't want to be playing basketball or soccer or tennis or whatever against a biological boy masquerading as a girl because it won't end well for the team that has no biological boys. It just won't. It just won't. If you have transgender athletes, first of all, it's not a safe. It's a safety issue. I wouldn't let my daughter play soccer where you jump up and head the ball and you're running at full speed, running into each other. There's no way I'd let my daughter play a sport, high school or college, where the other team had a transgender girl, which is to say a biological boy. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.